This is Ringler Radio, where you get all the latest news and information about structured settlements from experts across the U.S. Ringler Associates, celebrating 35 years of successfully helping injured people and their families. Ringler Radio is made possible in part by the life markets that issue structured settlement annuities, including Allstate, American General, Liberty Life, MetLife, New York Life, John Hancock, and Prudential. Now join Ringler Radio host Larry Cohen. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to Ringler Radio. I'm Larry Cohen, head of Ringler Associates Northeast Operations, and we're certainly glad you could join us again today. Well, financial risk is a popular topic these days, and if you watch the stock market, you know about it. And the very slow comeback for the economy is obviously weighing very heavily on all of our minds. So how does this affect the insurance industry? And we're going to find out today with a great guest who has seen a lot of ups and downs over the past 25 years in the marketplace. But before we introduce our special guest, I'd like to welcome my co-host, Joan Pagnano. Joan has been with Ringler since 1983, helping to establish the Boston office and working with clients now for over 28 years. Before that, she served as assistant to the chairman of the Boston Stock Exchange. Well, Joan, welcome to Ringler Radio, and I guess you can say we started it all here in Boston for Ringler, didn't we? We sure did. That was quite a, quite a time back there in the 1980s. Well, our special guest today is Mike Seppi. Mike is president of Allen Gray Incorporated, headquartered in Boston, with uh, offices in New York, Philadelphia, Vernon, Connecticut, Anthem, Arizona, and London, England. Allen Gray is a leading provider of claims accounting and legal fee audit services. Mike has audited in excess of $30 billion of claims and in excess of $2 billion in litigation expenses. He specializes in mass tort claims and has uh, been heavily involved in complex asbestos litigation and has really provided allocation modeling and analysis on over 100 mass tort accounts. Mike's clients range from law firms to insurance and reinsurance entities, agencies and brokerage firms, captives, MGAs, risk retention groups, and self-insured organizations. Sounds like a one heck of a schedule there for you, Mike. Welcome to Ringo Radio. Hi, Larry. Good to see you. Joan, you too. You too, Michael. Thank you. Well, we've known Mike and the Allen Gray uh, company for quite a while, and uh, they do quite a quite a lot here in the area, especially in the insurance industry that we're all familiar with. But Mike, the first thing financial advisors will tell you in this kind of rock and roll market is don't watch it every day. You'll go crazy. Don't react every day. It's better to look at the long term. Uh, what's your analysis uh, and what are your thoughts on that? Well, certainly you can't, if you watch the stock market every day with today's volatility, uh, you're going to have some severe mood swings. You'll be <laughs> up and down every day. The reality is you really need to look at what is the long term for you. Where are you in your life? Where are you in your financial planning? And you have to have a, a proper allocation. You really need to speak with someone about that. I think that's really the key is, yeah, you don't want to watch day to day, but you do want to have a plan. Mike, what impact does the economic uncertainty that we're experiencing have on the insurance industry or people's insurance needs? Well, what you're seeing, Joan, I mean, first of all, all of our clients, you know, the majority of our clients are insurance companies, and they're really getting squeezed in, the, in, in this environment. But people as well are getting squeezed, so they'll cut back. So you may see someone who's having a home repair or in need of a home repair forego hiring a contractor that's insured. 
Whereas in a good economy, they'll make sure, hey, is this guy insured? Whereas they might just use a local handyman. You see a lot of contractors that are going around offering work, but they're not insured. So people may opt out of insurance at, at this point because of the economic squeeze. So historically, they do have this tendency to drop ins- insurance in tough economic times. Well, yeah, if, if they can, they will. I mean, you know, there's, there's some insurances are mandated by law. You have to have them to function as a business. Others are optional. And, you know, you, can, you will see companies take on that risk, even though that may not be a good idea long term. That, you know, it's payroll or, you know, maybe empl- employees liability insurance. They're going to opt for payroll. Right. So f- between both companies and, per, you know, individuals, it's uh, it's kind of a risky risky thing to do to drop that insurance. And in economic times, those, uh, you know, eggs or butter and, and, and uh, you know, you want food or do you want, uh, you know, those other elements of your life. They're tough decisions that people have to make. And a part of all that is uh, consumer confidence. My consumer confidence is, I think it's key to the whole economic picture. Uh, let's look at the housing market, for example, which is way off for maybe the longest time in history. Uh, talk to us a little bit about that and how consumer confidence fits into this whole uh, economic climate. Well, certainly, you know, we are in the United States a consumer economy. So the consumer drives the economy. If people are buying things, people are manufacturing things, and people are employed. Right now, due to a number of issues, one is the heavy debt load many consumers were carrying. And also the aging of the population, people are not spending as much. People are saving more. And that's probably a good thing in some ways, but it does, it's certainly affecting our economy. How, you know, and, and that affects insurers because insurers then, are, there's less premium in the system. There's less startup companies. People aren't willing to take risks. You know, if, if someone has a little nest egg, you know, they're not going to go out and start a franchise. Maybe they'll just sit on it. So you, you're right. seeing this kind of it play out um, continuously. Same thing with the housing market. If there's no new housing starts, there's not contractors employed, there's not uh, all the economic activity, including insurance that goes with that occurring. Well, you know, to follow up on that in the confidence area, I think one of the other things that's really hurting consumer confidence is this fear of people losing their jobs. People don't have jobs. There are people that are losing their jobs. And, and the fact that people have that fear uh, kind of paralyzes them in terms of that, that consumerism or that spending. Oh, absolutely. And again, it is definitely a confidence uh, issue where if you are in fear of losing your job, uh, you're not going to take risks, you're not going to spend. Um, and that's just the way it is. And, uh, you know, we're not going to change that. We really have. And that's why confidence is so important is if you can get confidence going, then the economy can get going again. You know, Mike, the construction industry has a direct impact on things, but there are things you may not think about right away workers' compensation, general liability. What else can we identify from that aspect when we relate to construction? Well, you know, again, bringing it back to the the insurance industry, uh, certainly the construction sector fed the insurance industry, uh, workers' comp premiums, general liability for contractors, surety bonds. There's a whole stream of uh, revenue sources to the insurance industry that emanate from the construction industry. But that's true with, you know, every industry. I mean, insurance, you know, as all economic activity goes down, all premium goes down. And that's really what's affecting our clients now. And that's why we're seeing them really have to cut corners is you have an environment where the the big pie is going down because premiums are down because economic activity is down. And then you have a situation where uh, investment returns are down. So that's, (laughs) that's doubly troublesome. And then thirdly, you have a very competitive market because people want to try to keep 
their premium volume. So there's a lot of price pressure. So our clients are really suffering from like the, you know, the three-headed horsemen pushing on their bottom line results. So it's a very difficult. No question about that. And, uh, you know, I think you, you hit one on the head. Uh, you know, when premiums used to decline, at least investment income was up. And, and boy, we, with that double uh, whammy, it's a problem. And uh, what about litigation? I know, Mike, you're involved in a lot of the litigation aspects of uh, the insurance business, uh, helping to uh, deal with class action lawsuits and, and all the monitoring you do for those. What are you seeing in the in terms of the number of litigants uh, in this type of economy? Are they declining? No, actually, you know, I think that in in a declining economy, a lot a lot of times you see a lot more litigation. You know, uh, particularly right now, the banking sector has mm-hmm. uh, got uh, new heights of litigation that they've <laughs> never seen before, and probably will hope they will never see again. Um, so you the know, lawyer, the lawyers are busy. Uh, <laughs> they're trying to be busy. They're looking for. I mean, you know, one of the one of the aspects, you know, as you know, I'm I'm heavily involved in asbestos, and yes. there's been some not really decline in in the volume of dollars flowing through the asbestos system, but in the actual number of claimants. There's been some changes in demographics there, but they're certainly out trying to replace that. And you know, certainly everyday litigation, the medical malpractice, uh, the general liability, the products liability, all seem to be up. Because when people are, are hurting, um, they, they might pursue litigation as a means to an end. You know, and, and one of the things you find in, with a lot of these advertisements you see on television today where the, pharmace- the lawyers are representing pharmaceutical uh, 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 you know, malpractice type cases or uh, Chinese drywall and all those kinds of things where they're trying to find a, a place for people to potentially litigate. And I think the, the general public is looking to find ways to maybe join those classes to maybe take advantage of all that. Well, you know, another aspect of that, Larry, is you think about the unemployment rate. And, you know, if you have, you know, a 10% unemployment rate as opposed to a 5%, you get twice as many people home on watching the TV seeing these ads. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, Michael, you just mentioned, you know, that you've been involved in asbestos litigation for years with respect to the auditing of mass torts. How has that changed? Is there a bigger focus on plaintiffs settling meso cases these days? Oh, absolutely. You know, we've been doing asbestos for 20 years. Um, when we were first involved, the majority of the dollars really went to global settlements for people uh, who weren't really sick. Mm-hmm. Um, that's totally changed now so that uh, most of the litigation, most of the asbestos litigation now focuses on meso victims. And they are the you know, where the majority of the dollars are going. With that, though, there's been a huge increase in defense dollars because, you know, before with the global settlements, the whole idea was to kind of hold defense costs low, get the cases settled, and move them through the system. Now, the defense costs are a huge part of what the insurers are looking at or the companies that have this type of exposure are looking at. So, for instance, we've seen a huge uptick in our legal bill auditing department's um, as opposed to the claims auditing. And the claims auditing has been, you know, flat, a little bit of growth, but the legal bill auditing, we had to add, you know, I think five or six attorneys just to do that. Got to keep your eye on those lawyers yeah. and those bills. <laughs> well, right. So it's really due to the fact that they're identifying the true injury individual. Well, the focus on that, and then there's a lot more litigation around, you know, there's, there's more defenses, there's a lot of defenses being pursued, um, there's contribution claims, so they're, they're much more complicated than just someone, you know, like a plural that there's not a lot going on with. Mm-hmm. You know, Mike, uh, we're in a low interest rate environment right now. It's, uh, it's tough to get any bang for the buck in almost any investment out there without a high degree of risk. 
And, you know, when, when it comes to structuring a case and, and using a, a tax-free structured settlement annuity, we, we maintain uh, that a more secure financial solution is better than a lump sum in, your, in the hand of a claimant who may dissipate it uh, or who may put it at risk. Uh, and I know Joan can corroborate cases we've all had in which people have made the mistake to take the money, uh, especially in uneasy economic times. What are your thoughts on, on the whole concept of claimants out there taking the cash and trying to make something happen on their own versus taking the security of a, of a tax-free structure? Well, you know, Larry, we're, we're in an extremely volatile economic time now. So, the, you know, if a, a claimant were looking at just the, re, the returns, um, you know, historically they might be low, but that's, you know, that's, you put that up next to a potential for a negative return. And, uh, you know, certainly claimants that are getting some sort of a financial settlement for an injury are not in a position to take big losses. We're not necessarily in an environment where, you know, 10 years ago, everyone thought you bought a house and it always went up. Uh, 10 years mm-hmm. ago, people thought you bought a stock and they always go up. The truth is the stock market's been absolutely flat for 10 years. Well, of course, Joan knows that every stock I bought has always gone down. So. <laughs> and that's why I never listen when he uh, bought there, stock. There you go. <laughs> well, let's take a quick break right now, but, and we'll be back in a minute with our special guest, Mike Seppi, and our co-host, Joan Pagnano, right here on Ringler Radio. We'll be right back. This is Ringler Radio from Ringler Associates. Quite simply, the undisputed leader in structured settlements for 35 years. Ringler Radio is celebrating its sixth year right here on the Legal Talk Network, produced by broadcast professionals. Ringler Associates, the only broker you need. Listen to all the Ringler Radio shows. Just go to ringlerassociates.com or legaltalknetwork.com and click on Ringler Radio and choose a topic. Since 1975, Ringler Associates has provided the finest structured settlement services to all parties involved in the settling of physical injury claims. Experience counts. Over $23 billion in structures benefiting 166,000 injured individuals and their families. And one of the few companies that truly enjoys the trust of all parties in the settlement process. Did you know you can download Ringler Radio to your iPod? Just go to iTunes and subscribe to the Legal Talk Network. It's free. We invite you to listen to other shows on the Legal Talk Network. It's free at www.legaltalknetwork.com. Someone's at the door. Don't answer it. Why not? I'm listening to Legal Talk Network podcasts to get my CLE credit in West Legal Ed Center. Oh, I need to do that too. Where do I find them? It's easy. Just go to LegalTalkNetwork.com and pick a program for CLE, click on it, and start listening. Or go to WestLegalEdCenter.com and choose from any of the Legal Talk Network programs available for CLE. Perfect. I'll do that right now. Think you might like to have us create your own podcast on LegalTalkNetwork.com? Go to the website and send us an email. Or just give us a call at 781-551-9960. It's the best move you'll make in legal marketing. You never have enough friends or followers, right? Check out Legal Talk Network on Facebook and Twitter, LinkedIn too. Welcome back to Ringler Radio. Glad you could join us. My co-host today is Joan Pagnano, and joining us is our special guest, Mike Seppi, president of Allen Gray Incorporated right here in Boston. Well, uh, we've been talking about financial instability and its severe impact on the obvious, the jobs, the income, consumer spending. 
When was the when was the last time you saw this this I call it the conflagration of all these elements in at one point in time? This seems somewhat unique to me. Uh, you know, certainly in my lifetime, Larry, this is unique. You know, my grandfather, I think, used to tell me about times like this. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I haven't lived them uh, personally. You know, it, it is a unique time. It's there's unique challenges, and of course, but with that comes unique opportunities. Absolutely. What about inflation? Is this, you know, a concern? And if so, why? Well, look, uh, you know, I am personally, you know, you, you have to keep your eye on inflation. But, you know, there's certainly a lot of deflation, uh, deflationary elements, which is why the government's taken some of the steps that they've taken. Uh, you know, certainly, if you look at housing prices, how much has the cost of housing deflated over the last five years? And, you know, so there may be some consumer product inflation, but overall, you know, hard, you know, hard asset has been deflation. So, so it's it's almost a question of you know where is inflation? It's exactly. I mean, I think everyone expects it, but you know, when it, when is it going to come? I can't predict. You know, and the economists uh, define inflation as uh, you know too much demand chasing too few goods, and uh, you know th- that actually would be a plus if we had more demand. You know, more people looking, the confidence coming back, where people were looking to, and, and the inventories were down. I'd like to have them scurrying on the inventory side rather than the demand side. That demand side, we really need to juice that up. Absolutely. And, you know, and that's, it's going to be difficult because, you know, we, we uh, you know, so many people are so indebted. So getting that demand is get, getting that back. What's going to be the driver of that? I think that's what everyone's looking for. It, it kind of relates back to that uncertainty issue that we all no talked question, about. No question. I mean, until we get some st- stability, and of course, that brings us to politics because, uh, Politics always becomes a talking point after you mention the economy. And, you know, the distrust of elected officials in Washington, uh, you know, it doesn't help the consumer public confidence that's necessary to motivate spending. Uh, what's, your imp- what's your feeling about the impact of this political environment we're in right now on what we're trying to face? Well, I think you, you, it's really a twofold problem. And I think you, you hit the nail on the head in that, you know, first of all, you know, I don't think people are seeing leadership and confidence with the leadership. And, and that's and that's certainly not a Democratic or Republican issue. I think it's, you know, it's the executive branch. It's the House. It's the Senate. There's a lot of fighting. No one's really sure what they're doing. Um, the the other problem is, is without some sort of, uh, you know, unity there, it's very hard right now to get anything enacted and get anything going. I mean, certainly, you know, we need deficit reduction. Um, but you know, what, under what terms and when is that done as versus stimulus, which might help the economy get going. I mean, I'm not an expert on, on any of these matters, but certainly I think, you know, the, the, American, the typical American sitting out there is seeing uncertainty in Washington and then, you know, gets that same nervousness about losing his job. And, and so it just it feeds this lack of confidence that really the country, I think, has now. You know, it's, and it is a daunting task. And I think the problem a lot of us have, a lot of the public has, is they look around the horizon at where are these people that are going to come in and maybe solve these problems? It, you look at the, the group of people that are trying to become president and in these various offices, and uh, you know, I don't know whether it's because people don't want the scrutiny on themselves when they, when they enter those races. Uh, I think the quality of those type of people, the, the people that we think are going to be able to make something happen to that effect, uh, seems to be lacking. And that tamps down the confidence level. You don't feel, if you don't have a leader that you feel really comfortable with that's going to be out there leading the charge to recovery, uh, it causes some problems. As does the distrust issue that we address, no matter who these new people on the horizon may be, getting the public to trust those individuals to do what we need them to do 
is a whole separate issue in itself. No question. Well, let's 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 kind of end this uh, discussion with uh, finally talking about the difference between security and risk. Uh, you know, when we with interest rates being so low, uh, where do people put their money? When we try to settle, when cases are settled, we try to offer the concept of a a tax free, secure, uh, structured settlement. And maybe the rates aren't super high right now, and the returns aren't high, but the alternative to taking a lump of money and putting it at risk or dissipating it uh, is really the key factor here. And, you know, Joan, we've seen over time how people have taken lumps of money, dissipated it, and those greater returns they were expecting are gone because they have nothing to invest it in. Well, that's exactly the issue. When we talk about a structured settlement, we're talking about people who need steady income and security, as you mentioned. And as Mike mentioned, the stock market is not providing that these days. So again, we go back to let's provide secure structured settlement income. And Mike, you see it uh, in all the the litigation work you do as you go through time. Uh, The the folks that have taken structured settlements and have this ongoing income aren't the ones that are coming back and and having the kinds of problems that the people who have nothing. Well, as you said, it's it's really, you know, it's a secure w- means to secure your money and get your paycheck and get your payment on a regular basis. I had a lawyer tell me recently that if, if all I ever had right now was the principal that I made on, on, on the cases that I did, mm-hmm. forget the investment in the principal because their principal has dissipated in their 401ks tremendously. So, so uh, it's something for everyone to think about. We are in uh, very difficult times, but uh, as Mike said, there are opportunities uh, along the way as well. Oh, absolutely. You know, and, and you know, we, we're out, you know, looking for opportunities for our clients to, you know, cut expenses, you know, through the claims audit, the legal bill audit. And it, it is providing a lot of opportunities for us to grow because our clients really are looking at expenses, uh, you know, in a much brighter light than they maybe previously did. There, I, I'm noticing a, a much bigger focus on the competitive side of it, pr- pricing and providing that to the client in, in the best possible way. Well, absolutely. Well, Mike, if if some of our insurance listeners out there need your services, how do they get in touch with uh, you and the Alan Gray folks? Uh, well, you know, they can go to our website, which is www.alangray.com, or they can call our uh, 800 number. It's 800-468-6255. They're welcome to ask for me, uh, David Hayes, or Al Gray. Um, and just give us a call, take a look at the website, and uh, see, you know, and again, ask questions if there's something they think that they need done. We do provide pretty much all the services that um, you know a claims department might need or an insurer may need from, uh, in an audit, just about anything from legal bills, TPAs, MGAs, claims, accounting. Well, I know a lot of uh, companies have used your services, are very, very happy with it, uh, and I hope uh, they call you many, many more times down the road. And Joan, if someone wanted to contact you, how would they do that? Uh, the best way to get a hold of me would be at jpagnano, P-A-G-N-A-N-O, at ringlerassociates.com. Great. And of course, you can reach any Ringler Associates at ringlerassociates.com, uh, and you can listen to all these Ringler radio shows, including this one, by going to ringlerassociates.com which, by the way, has recently been revamped, and uh, it's a great website. I think you should go there. It's got some uh, wonderful things for you to take a look at. And, of course, if you want to listen to these shows, you can also go to LegalTalkNetwork.com, and you can uh, download them or you can listen to them on your, uh, your iPod. Put those little earbuds in your ear, walk around the, the pond, and hear Mike Seppi talking about the economic <laughs> conditions of the day. So with that, Mike, thanks for joining us. Thank you, Larry. Thank you, Joan. Good to see you both. And Joan. You're welcome. Thank you, guys. And for all of you out there, go have a great day. Bye-bye. 
The views expressed by the participants of this program are their own and do not represent the views of, nor are they endorsed by, Legal Talk Network, its officers, directors, employees, agents, representatives, shareholders, and subsidiaries. None of the content should be considered legal advice. As always, consult a lawyer. Thanks for listening to Ringler Radio in its sixth year on Legal Talk Network with over a half a million listeners. Ringler Associates, where experience counts. Since 1975, Ringler Associates has provided the finest structured settlement services to all parties involved in physical injury claims. Ringler Radio is made possible in part by the life markets that issue structured settlement annuities, including Allstate, American General, Liberty Life, MetLife, New York Life, John Hancock, and Prudential.